0: Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock, and welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is fabulous. The three mortgage wars in mortgage banking, pricing, tradition, and virtual. I have the perfect person to speak on this topic, Jeff Stanton. Jeff is Senior Vice President at Guaranteed Rate. Prior to that, Jeff was with Eagle Home, Countrywide. I've known Jeff forever. He's one of the smartest guys in mortgage banking. Hi, Jeff.
0: Good morning, Pat. How are you doing today?
1: Well, I'm doing great. This is such an exciting topic. But before we get to that topic, let's relive how you got into mortgage banking.
0: Well, back when the dinosaurs roamed. No, actually, it's funny. I'm not that old comparatively to my years in the industry. I started literally in high school at a residential mortgage creditor. Credit reporting agency that my uh, parents owned. So I was typing ten oh threes up at age fifteen. At eighteen, I got my California real estate license to do loans. Yeah. And from there, I just kept going. Uh, started as a broker, then went retail with uh, Washington Mutual way back in the day when it was uh, a boutique company, and I fell in love with retail. And from there, countrywide, and the list just keeps going. Uh, I tend to say twenty plus years now. I kind of stop at 20. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't know what else to do. I mean, this is this is my love, my passion. And it's been my career for almost uh, three decades.
1: Well, we can all say that. So I'm glad that you said 20 plus because that's a good line. I'm going to use that myself. So what are your challenges in your current position? I know you're doing a lot of recruiting for Guaranteed Rate. Talk about that.
0: Well, what's interesting, Pat, is, you know, I'd spent the last six or seven years kind of taking a break from um, traditional independent uh, mortgage banking and just kind of, uh, you know, brokered some loans and uh, kind, of, kind of went off and did my own thing and stayed off the radar. And I just decided about a year ago, as I watched the market and I kind of knew where this was heading, that it was time to find a, a great place to land you know, maybe for like the last 10 to 15 years of my career. And so I looked for about a year in earnest to find tools that I would want to utilize to originate in a normalized market. And we haven't had a normalized market, I wouldn't say. We've had a, a pretty long run, about a decade. I think that's, you know, traditionally a lot longer than our normal cycles that kind of go every, you know, three to five years. I always say, you can't have any sweet without the sour. Meaning that we can't have refinance markets or booms without years of, of higher interest rates, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you look back now and we've had a run of, of historic, historically low rates for so long that I think the market's in a bit of shock, you know, hearing when rates first jumped over five and now we're in the sixes. And I, I heard somebody bragging that they got, you know, four and seven eighths the other day. So people are starting to realize and normalize what, what, what market we're living in. And with that obviously comes the challenges of, of so many people getting into the industry, not just on the mortgage side, but in the, uh, in the real estate side as well.
1: Well, that's really you know, a both. good point for sure. And so Jeff, talk about the trends that you think that mortgage bankers need to be aware of for the rest of the year
0: yeah i think i think the rest of the year honestly pat is keep your head up and uh and your chin down right it's like you know you've got a headwind right now and things are shaking out people are living in in fear and uncertainty so i think right now it's about throwing out your business plan from uh, january of 2022 and really looking at the remainder of the year going into q1 with 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 fresh eyes or even almost novice eyes meaning look back to when you first started in the business.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And unfortunately so many people don't do that where they stick doing the same old things and they're not working. So how do you stay current within the changes in mortgage banking?
0: For me, it's traditionally, I I do five things every day to uh, focus on a winning sales trajectory. So for me, my my five things start with my morning ritual from 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. and that is meditation and prayer, exercise of some kind, learn something, absorb and share. So in that learn something, absorb and share, I probably spend a half hour to 45 minutes every morning siphoning through journals, links, podcasts, webinars, anything I can to better myself for the day and impart knowledge onto others that I lead and coach. That's, I mean, I probably source on average 10 to 15 different sources every day just to stay current. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be astute and current and knowledgeable to be that consultive partnership with our clients and our agents.
1: Yeah, that's really a good point, Jeff. And it's a continuous process and you've been in the business a long time and you still do that, which is, I think, wonderful. I think new people should learn from this for sure. Well, that's a great point in jumping off to talk about today's wars, the mortgage wars of pricing, traditional and virtual. How do you kind of see that uh, from your viewpoint? Well, Pat, that's
0: a a great question, thank you. You know, for me, having been around a long time, I'm more of a traditionalist, right? Meaning that when I started the business, you know, pre-internet, it was out about FaceTime, being out knocking on doors, going to open houses. I recall I was taught by a high performer when I first started, that if I wanted to be successful in mortgage, that I needed to work seven days a week. And I actually took that to heart and I did that for two years. So on the weekends, when my friends were out playing, I was a young guy back then too, and I was at open houses. So I was out meeting, uh, breaking bread, sharing lunches, dropping off mortgage flyers, all these things that people thought were cliche when they moved into the virtual war, meaning taking on the internet and geofencing and using tools like monitor base, those are all great tools. And you have to have both in today's world. So for me, being a traditionalist, where I tend to lean more into personalized relationships for my career, I had to go find a place where I could be successful without having a degree from MIT <laughs> in social media. And for me, that was guaranteed rate. Their platform is, is the best of the best, as far as I'm concerned, and I've looked at them all. For me, that's a great fit because they take care of the passive marketing, the geofencing, the web-based, the social media, AdWords, realtor or agent advantage, monitor-based, all these things you need to have to compete. And in addition with that, you still have to have that human contact and that personalized touch. I am much more a proponent of calling agents and clients rather than texting them even though it's handy, you know, for quick updates, but I don't tend to write novels when I text people. If I have something to say that's longer than a sentence, I try to pick up the phone. And I think that's important. Now, when you come to pricing, the three-pronged kind of battle we're talking about, you know, right now in this market, it, it is what I call a race to the bottom. Everybody's trying to undercut everybody else just to secure market share, you know, in the industry to stay alive or to keep their companies going or to, you know, make the mortgage payment. Right. And that is not a, that is not a winning long-term strategy. Right. So I really feel like you've got to pick three to five things and go execute on them. Well, whether that's, you know, utilizing tools like agent advantage or, you know, geo fencing some of the best realtors I know, I remember their names, even though I haven't maybe lived in their markets for 20 years Because those are the people that focused on a small market and went really deep, right? They had maybe 20 or 30,000 customers in a a small market, and you saw them on the grocery store ads, you saw them on your refrigerator magnets, you saw them at the baseball games. So I keep trying to tell my folks right now, pick an area, pick three things, do it extremely well, do it repetitively, and go deep. Relationships are still meaningful.
1: Yeah, Jeff, that's really good point. So let's go back and talk about when you're you're looking at certainly from when you started versus currently now. When you're looking at top producers per se and this combination of technology and relationship building, where do you see them kind of uh, falling? Is it fifty percent of technology is part of their reason for success? The other fifty percent is their relationship skills. What what do you see actually?
0: Well, you yeah, know, I think you can't be all things to all people, Pat, but I do believe that you have to do three things, all three things effectively. So I'm more of the 33 and a third approach. <laughs> Whereas people that are kind of stuck in their guns, you know, are more of that 80 or 90%, and those people will still win some of their market share. But if the market's retracting 30 to 40%, you know, and you are doing 10, maybe now you're doing six or five or four or Mm -hmm. maybe you're doing three purchases and seven refis all of a sudden you're doing one purchase a month you're looking for business and the first instinct is to go cut price rather than go out there and educate agents on things that we used in the past when rates were high which are back in fashion now better dust off your calculators and, and learn how to sell products other than 30 year fixed rate with a you know two to 3% interest rate, right? You need to know these seven, one, five, one hybrid arms. You need to understand two, one buy downs.
1: Right.
0: buy downs are, buy downs are back. If you don't know how to do them, you're missing the boat with builder. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like it's come full circle. You Mm -hmm. look at the fashion industry in the eighties and seventies are back (laughs) (laughs) with the kids in clothing. Well, the same is true for mortgage banking, right? Two one buy downs, 40 year ammos, these things are back. And I always believed, especially when I started, I was fairly young and I needed to be the most knowledgeable because I didn't have, you know, the gray silver hair and the smooth tongue. I had to understand my products. You know, like today at guaranteed rate, we have over 21 different jumbo investors and we have them all for different types of situations. I would say if you're yeah, in the last 10 years, five years, newer to the business, you need to start researching, reviewing and understanding your products. Talk to your underwriters, talk to your account executives, really go deep and learn some additional products that you may be uncomfortable with. That's key to sharing knowledge with uh, business partners.
1: Yeah, Jeff, that's a really good point. And I would say, what is your thoughts on, are you seeing, and I certainly see top producers doing this, They're what we call kind of event marketing. In other words, being active within the community, uh, being able to, in essence, use maybe webinars for educational purposes. So what is your thoughts on event marketing and where does that fit within the Toolhouse for originators?
0: Well, we actually, we really emphasize that. At my current, at my current company, we actually promote folks to go out and do broker opens, put mm-hmm. out a nice spread for the clients, do open house uh, digital or or paper call sheets, and call the people back on Monday. Right? right. So those people are going to have to work to find clients and build databases of prospects again, like they haven't had to do in 10 to 15 years. So it is back to the basics. And as I mentioned earlier, looking at this business with a fresh set of eyes, no matter how long you've been in it, you've gotta be out there hustling. You've gotta have the, the technology piece, but you have to understand and have a business plan or a strategy to go out and do as many events as possible. And by events, I don't mean you have to go out and get a food truck and a DJ and you know, blow out a huge builder grand opening. Events can be so-and-so for coffee, another uh, business partner, For a quick meeting at lunch a pipeline meeting with with business partners you already have these are events right again hitting open houses on the weekends i had the program i coined the box lunch cold call no one wants to go meet a new person and get get denied but i figured if i walked up with a sandwich uh, a sprite or a diet coke a cookie and an apple and some open house flyer sheets with information about that property that that a buyer or potential buyer may keep because it had payment information, but they didn't like the house, that the agent's information was also on my flyer, and I'd never even done a deal with them. So all of a sudden you go to five open houses in a in a small market, you see my picture everywhere, you think I'm doing business with five agents I've never done a loan with. So these are strategies that it's it's all about the hustle, dropping the ego getting out there and being action-oriented. You asked me earlier, what are top producers doing? Mm-hmm. Top producers invent their own markets by being action-oriented, period. We have the, I have the privilege of knowing and working with the number one producer in America, uh, Shant, Shant. And Shant is out there creating his market. I don't know Shant too well personally, hardly at all personally, But I know that his favorite charity is St. Jude's because it's all over his marketing. Right. So his call to action, his social message is donate to my favorite charity, St. Jude's, out in in Massachusetts. You know, he is recognizable. It's that continuous strategy, short and simple message, getting out there and being consultive and having action actionable things that you can work on two one buy downs get it today buy that rate down here's a plan you know a lot of people are coining the phrase now and i think it's actually being overused but it's it's a smart play your forever home but not your forever loan. your mm-hmm. dream home but not your dream loan that's being utilized out there but it's it's saying hey we're in a market here are the facts we can get you in here and fix this for the next three to five years until the cycle repeats itself
1: that's a really good point that you're making about that. And I do think when, you, when you're talking about it, which you're doing an excellent job with it, is that that's what is uh, exciting about mortgage originations and sales, for that matter, that it really is left up to the individual's creativity. And that's what an individual has to really bring to the plate. The lender brings certain things, but the, the individual is really challenged to really be creative. What are your thoughts on that?
0: You know, everybody has to put their personal spin on it, you know, sometimes I think it gets a little too hokey. And sometimes I think that people try and do too much. As I mentioned earlier, pick that three to five things and go deep with it, right? Now, like, for instance, I'm happy to talk to you on your podcast today, but you'll never see me on a bomb bomb video because I'm just simply not handsome enough. (laughs) (laughs) My I would distract from the message, right? So videos not my stick. But you know if if you, especially for the the younger the younger professionals, you know they they can be engaging their peers that way
1: that's a good point you know, for I, sure not everybody has to do the same things, and I think that's what you're saying, but you have to figure no, out what it is that you're good at for
0: sure. I'll go keep on. it simple for that real quick, Pat. Do what makes you happy, right like yeah, if sure. I hate doing bomb bomb videos, the last thing I want to do is get up and do a bomb bomb video every day, right right so. For me, you know, I love I love fly fishing, and for years and and hunting. I'm an upland bird hunter. For years, I've taken builders and realtors fishing and hunting, and that's hardly done by any other lenders, even in Utah, which is more of a you know has that population segment, right?
1: Sure. So
0: I take people to do things that I enjoy doing that that they enjoy doing. We build a bond of of similar interests. And we build a friendship and a business friendship and a professional friendship based on a common mutuality. Right. Do what you love and you'll be inclined to do it more. Right. So,
1: Jeff, we only have a few minutes left uh, for our listeners today. What would be a couple of takeaways that you would like them to think about?
0: I think number one, most importantly, is you've got to have the right attitude every day. Get up early if you're not doing that. Start your day with with the morning ritual. I do that a lot of successful people that I know do that. And your attitude's going to predict your day, so start with a good fresh attitude. Two, you may get beaten price, you may win some, you may lose some, but the market is changing rapidly and if you hang on and do the right things, the storm will calm. So keep a positive attitude, be consulted with your clients understand more than a 30-year fixed-rate product to go out and win deals.
1: Well, I think they're words to live by, and I want to thank everybody for listening. We certainly appreciate you spending time with us. Thanks so much, Jeff.
0: Pat, it's been a, it's been a pleasure to know you most of my entire career, I think, going back 20-plus years, as we said earlier. You'll be while. here. I'll be here. We'll, we'll, we'll all be here, and uh, we'll, we'll get through this and see what uh, next year brings. Thanks well, so much for having me on your show, Pat.
1: Oh, I appreciate you spending your time. Thanks so much, Steph. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you spending time with us. If your sales team needs training in hiring and lead generation, schedule a free consultation by emailing me at psherlock@qfsconsulting.com. at com.